Hello Apaches, and thank you so much for tuning in to the third episode of Season 3 of the Keepin' at Arcadia podcast, brought to you by the students in Arcadia High School's Digital Communications Internship, or DCI for short. My name is Jeffrey Lee, and I'm the host for today. Today, we have two super entertaining interviews to share. In the first, podcast member Claire Lee interviews our new principal, Ms. Dillman, to get to know her better. Next, Daniel Ogura meets with recently crowned Rose Court Princess Rukan Saif and talks to her about the process it took for her to become a princess. First off, Claire Lee and Principal Dillman. Hello, my name is Claire Lee, and today I'll be interviewing our new principal, Ms. Dillman. Hello. So, hello. Would you like to tell us about yourself a little bit? Sure. Um, I grew up on a farm in Ohio and I went to college nearby and I was always really excited to kind of get out of the small town so I um, moved to Europe and I taught English and that's where I really uh, fell in love with teaching and I wanted to teach history which was my major in college and then when I moved from Italy back to Ohio I was like oh this isn't very exciting at all so I moved to California and I've been a public school teacher or worked in public schools ever since and I was a history teacher at Norco High School for seven years and then I was a history teacher here at Arcadia High School for three years then I was activities director here then I was assistant principal at Foothills and um, then I had an opportunity to become a middle school principal in Northern California which I think we're going to talk about later so I'll keep that for later but um, you know I'm one of those crazy people that really loves their job and I I really am passionate about this community and serving the students and staff of this school. So I wish I was more interesting and had more hobbies, but really, <laughs> number one, Arcadia High School. Uh, number two, I really love to travel and I'm always planning a new vacation. Last year, I went to Morocco and Vietnam and in November, I'm going to Santa Fe, and I'm hoping to go to Mexico City next in April. We'll see. That sounds really interesting. So, would, do you want to elaborate more on your when you lived in Europe? Yeah, sure. So, when um, when I was a senior in high school, I have no idea why, but for my high school graduation present, my parents gave me plane tickets to Europe, and my friend and I just went. And I would be so scared if my kid went to to Europe right when they graduated from high school, but I guess I was responsible. So I backpacked around Europe and I just really fell in love with, you know, the culture and, you know, how just historical everything felt um, and the great food and interesting people you meet when you're traveling. So when I went, when I was a junior in college, I studied abroad in Italy and I've just really loved to travel ever since. So when I graduated from college, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do next. Um, so I thought, well, I love to travel, so I'll move to Europe and I'll be a teacher. And it was a great experience. I lived for one year in Poland in a city called Gdańsk. And that was just a, a great experience. I worked with interesting people. The schools were really well run. My students were interesting. And then after that, I moved to Italy and I worked in a town called Genoa, which is on the Mediterranean. And that was that was actually a lot of work. I worked seven or no, I worked six days a week and about 14 hours a day. And I thought, wow, this is this is a lot, but it was worth it because of all the good food. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe bringing it back to Arcadia sure. High. So 
we, I know that you actually went to um, Mountain View to be a middle school principal there for a while. Yeah. So what made you decide to come back to Arcadia? You know, actually, I always knew I would come back to Arcadia. Um, Arcadia is, is a smaller school district. Like when I was a teacher in Norco High School, there were like six high schools in that district. So it was like six times as big as Arcadia. So I know that in Arcadia, there are fewer opportunities. There are so many really good people here that are great at their jobs and so smart and so dedicated. I knew that I needed to do something to set myself apart and get more experience and that involved taking a risk and leaving Arcadia. Um, but I was able to be a principal. I was able to be a principal in a really diverse, challenging, amazing community. Um, my school was one mile from Google and we got to do all kinds of cool partnerships with them. Um, I was able to take students there and work on projects. And have you heard of like Khan Academy? Oh yeah. Khan Academy is their headquarters is in Mountain View too. And they used my school to um, like test some of their new services and products. So um, you, have you ever done like a Kahoot? Oh yeah, lots. Yeah. <laughs> so Khan Academy, they were developing a Kahoot that gave the teacher feedback. So like people would answer all the questions and then the teacher would know like, okay, like 100% of my students know X, Y, and Z, but nobody knows A, B, and C. So then they would know to like review that. I remember the lady at Khan Academy said, Kahoot is delicious and this product was delicious and nutritious. So like it like gave you more. Um, so that was a really cool experience and just working in Silicon Valley, I was exposed to really a different way of thinking and a different lifestyle. And um, it definitely had its challenges because it was new, but it was also really rewarding. And when I found out there was an opening back at Arcadia High School as assistant principal, I was so excited to apply because this is, you know, I was a teacher here, like my friends work here. <laughs> so I was really fortunate enough to get the job as assistant principal. And then when Dr. Forsey moved up to assistant superintendent, um, you know, again, I knew that there are so many great people in the district but I, you know, I wanted to wanted to try to be the principal, and luckily, I was, you know, lucky enough to get it. Yeah, I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> well, thank you. I feel a huge responsibility to just keep up every, all of our traditions and like our tradition of excellence, but also make sure that it feels positive here, and students feel supported, and teachers feel supported, and mm -hmm. parents feel supported. <laughs> so, speaking of which, um, what do you think? distinguishes or sets Arcadia High School apart from other schools? Well, it's sometimes I used to think it was hard to put into words what made Arcadia so special, but having that experience of being away then coming back really kind of solidified it for me. Um, one of the things that I'm so astounded by is honestly exactly what we're doing right here. The students of Arcadia have so many opportunities, especially to be independent and to be leaders. What you're doing right now in ninth grade, that doesn't happen anywhere else. Like a program like DCI and like other internships that we offer, it's really special. And I think that here the expectation by the time students get to the high school is that all of our organizations are student run and student led. They have all have an advisor, there's always an adult present, someone to you know point you in the right direction. But we really focus on building the skills that will set you apart when you're outside of high school, and I know that's special. Um, 
I also think that our students are committed to their own success and to each other. Like, it's usually not just about one person. Everybody wants the group to be successful and to achieve. So I know that I know that our Katie High School students push each other and challenge each other. And there are some really positive things and then also some negative <laughs> things. But I don't want people to feel overly competitive. But I also want people to feel like they're pushed to do their best, but supported to do their best. And I think those are the things that make our Katie High School different. Yeah, I, I have to say I yeah, agree with Yeah, that. you can see it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So... What do you think so far your favorite part of your job has been? You know, I think that it's being it's being around students and um, in all kinds of different ways. Students are definitely the most fun part of any school. Uh, you're the funniest, you're the weirdest, you're the coolest. <laughs> so you know you know about everything that's going on in pop culture. and it's really interesting to see you know students like, discover the world and discover learning and you know make connections so I think that seeing what our students are growing into you know you're by the end of high school you're becoming an adult and I really love seeing that transformation um and there have been a few times this year where I've worked with students on some projects and we've brainstormed and it's really cool that here in Arcadia, students and adults feel like we can work together like in a partnership where students value adult input and adults value student input. So those have been probably my most rewarding experiences. And then, like I said, working with all the teachers I've taught with, it's really fun. Yeah. So both being a principal and a teacher has dealt a lot with student con um, connections. Mm -hmm. So how do you think being a teacher has been different from being a principal? So there are a lot of differences and a lot of similarities. I think that 100% being a teacher is more fun than being the principal, <laughs> like for sure. Um, I taught history and I thought it was, I thought it was really just interesting and fun and you got to do fun projects and you know get have really great discussions um, but being a teacher is also is more predictable you can be creative with your lessons but you know exactly what you're going to be creative with I can think oh this year I want to change up my World War one lesson and I have months to prepare when you're the principal you have no idea what you're going to have to troubleshoot or problem you get to be creative but it's things that you don't necessarily see coming, things that are unpredictable. And, um, you know, being a teacher, your work is a little bit more concrete. You Like you're going to finish this unit, you're going to grade these papers, you're going to work with these students, you're going to help them achieve. And sometimes being a principal, if you're talking about something like setting a positive culture and a positive tone, that's hard to see on a day-to-day -day basis. It's hard to like, you know, put your hands on and you, there's part of it where you hope that it's happening and sometimes you see it and some sometimes you don't. But I also think being a principal is really rewarding because I feel like it's my job to help like break down barriers for teachers and students um, to find a way to try new things. We can't try every new thing. Some, like, some ideas are good and some ideas are maybe not that safe <laughs> so um, it's just my it's just I think my job to help us keep moving forward and trying new things but in a responsible way so it sounds like being a principal is quite hard you know it's it it 
probably should be harder than I find it most days. I think I'm really lucky that our students are pretty responsible. Our teachers do a really good job. And maybe most importantly, the people I work cl most closely with is my administration team. So all the secretaries and all the assistant principals and the dean um, and the counseling office, we all work together really closely along with the athletic director and the ASP director. Like that's my closest team now, kind of like my department. And I never have to question if they're making good decisions, if they're doing the right thing, if they're putting students first. I know that they are. And I think that I'm really lucky to work with a team that I just implicitly trust and that, you know, we work together and we value each other. So it would be really, really hard if I didn't have them, but they make it fun and they make my life easy and they keep all parts of the school running really well. Yeah. So it sounds like you have a great team behind you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you weren't a principal, what job do you think you would have? Okay. So the number one thing I would do is be a history teacher because that is like my number one favorite job ever is being a history teacher at Arcadia High School. My number, slightly number two favorite job is being principal of Arcadia <laughs> High School. They're both good. But um, I do miss being with students every day in that regard. But um if I weren't, if I didn't work in a school, you know what I would love to do is be like a travel blogger where I could go to all around the world and like write about hotels and restaurants and tours and stuff like that. So if you were a travel blogger, yeah, where do you think you would want to go to first? Well, I always have a list of places I want to go. So the next on my list is Argentina, Tanzania, and Australia. That's next. So do you think your experience as a history teacher piqued your interest in these places or is it more like just knowing about them? I think both. I think that um, they kind of fed each other. Like I liked to travel like and I did that even before I went to college and then I studied history and then I went back to Europe and then it made it even better and I knew even more of what I was looking at. Um, and so I think they kind of go hand in hand. But I think being a history teacher gives more meaning and context to the places that you visit. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, um, what is there anything else you'd like to add to say to the students or to, to the community of Arcadia? Yeah, I, I think that um, one of the things we had talked about maybe um, discussing was me being a student also. So I'm going to USC um, in their doctoral program for educational leadership. And I think that that has been a very humbling experience. And on the weekends when I'm doing homework for six hours, I really do think this is what our kids are doing every day. And it's just, number one, I feel like we're in it together and we're doing it for a purpose and a reason and it won't be our whole lives. Um, but we value education and we're willing to put in the time to accomplish our goals and it's really hard and we need to take time for ourselves. So I think one of the things that's been most rewarding about this experience that I'm having as a student is I've met a lot of new people and we've created like a really close team and support system for each other. We're in a text group and sometimes we'll text each other like, hope everyone's having a great day or like, you know, we got this paper, let's do it. Um, and I think so. I think for all of us, students at Arcadia High School and students like myself, it's important to have friends, a support system, 
use your time wisely and take time for yourself. I am a strong, strong believer in having fun. Um, I like to have fun at work. I like to have fun with the people I work with. And I'm lucky enough that I have a job that is fun. But I have to take time to enjoy life. So I think my advice for anyone, and especially the students of Arcadia High School, is when you're a student especially, you think of like your life as something that happens in the future. Like, oh, in my real life, you know, like when I'm an adult or when I have kids or when I have a career. But life isn't something that happens in the future. It's right now. And it's every single day. And we need to make sure that we're not putting off all of our enjoyment for something in the future. That we take time to enjoy simple things um, and so that, that we can kind of keep going and feel refreshed for the next day. So if it's taking time for, you know, dessert or <laughs> taking a walk or, you know, going running or hanging out with your friends, all those things are important because they enrich your life and they make what you're doing more meaningful. Nice. That's it. <laughs> Thank you so You're much. Welcome. You're welcome. Anything else? Um, well, what are, what are some of your favorite ways to relax and take some Oh, my time? gosh. I'm a professional relaxer when I'm home. So I like, to, I like to hang out with my friends just like everybody else. I like to go hiking. I like to try new restaurants. Um, I like to get massages. I like to get pedicures. I'm always trying, you know, new weird spa treatments. Um you know, and like traveling to like, you know, new places around LA that I haven't been before. Those are the things I like to do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Back to the studio. Next is Daniel and Rukan. Hey everyone, it's Daniel from the DCI podcast team. And today I'm joined with the very esteemed guest, Rukan Seif, 2020 Rose Court Princess. Hello, it's really great to be here. To start off, what first drew you in to apply for the Tournament of Roses Rose Court? Um, I applied to the court because it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. As Arcadia students, we are one of the few schools that get to participate in this process. Um, another thing that kind of propelled me into the trial process is my identity as a Bangladeshi American Muslim. Um, I thought that children who are minorities like myself deserved someone who would make them feel like they could do anything and being given the opportunity to be that person is really a dream come true. Okay, so I like how you mentioned how you are doing this to be an example for others. So our next question would be, what kind of tips would you give to younger girls who are trying to apply for Rose Court? Um, some tips I would give other girls who are trying out for Rose Court is to be authentic. Please don't try to prepare for the questions beforehand because they want to see who you are, mistakes and all. Um, as long as you are authentically yourself, they'll, as long as you are auth authentically yourself, they'll love you for who you are. Okay, and can you please elaborate on what the interview process was like? Yeah, so the interview process was very fast. Um, we started interviews on September 7th, and it's and a month later, October 4th, we already have our court. Um, the first interview was 15 seconds long, which is very short. Uh, we went in and we introduced ourselves as with our number. So it would be like, hi, I'm number 59, and this is why I believe I should be on the royal court. Um, the second interview was a minute long, uh, the third was a minute and 30 seconds, and then the last one was four minutes long. And in your opinion, what was the most difficult part of the interview process? I think the most difficult part of the interview process was probably the time constraint. Um, as I said earlier, the first round was only 15 seconds long, so it was really difficult to portray yourself in 
it's in your entirety in 15 seconds um we knew that every single word would be precious um but i think the process was also really beneficial it really forced me to understand myself and my attributes and um i said this to someone else but the the only way you can really tell people about your attributes is if you understand them yourself and so coming up in the next couple of months i know you're going to be very busy with your rose court um business but what are you looking forward to the most about being a part of the 2020 rose court i'm excited for all of our events but I think I'm especially excited for going to libraries and interacting with the kids there and of course the Rose Parade. Um, I have experience working with kids in libraries so I feel like it'll just be like home for me. Um, I'm also obviously excited for the Rose Parade mostly because in 2017 I got to play in the Apache Marching Band at the Rose Parade so being given the opportunity to actually be on the court um, helps me see a different more intimate ex uh, perspective of the Rose Court. Okay, and you mentioned how there's a lot of time constraints around your Rose Court duties. So how, what are some ways that you are going to avoid these time conflicts? Yeah, so the Royal Court schedule is a little insane. Um, we have events almost every day throughout the month of October, and um, especially in December, obviously. But I think my teachers have been very helpful in this process. I shared my schedule with all of them and they were all very excited for me and they said that they would try their best to help me out in this process. Um, obviously also agendas and online calendars are lifesavers. This has been Daniel Uber from the DCI podcast team. Thank you for your time with us here today and from all of us here at DCI, we look forward to seeing you in the Rose Parade. I'll see you January 1st. Thank you. And that will conclude this episode. This is Jeffrey with Arcadia High School's DCI, and the podcast team hopes you've enjoyed our third episode of the year. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe for more weekly content. Please visit the list of all our episodes on our new AUSD DCI page. The link is dciausd.weebly.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. This is Keep It Arcadia signing off!